Hello, friend. Welcome, Carm Caprietto, Town Hall Academy, episode 164. We're tackling quality controls and the final vehicle inspection. This episode aired live during the COVID-19 pandemic and will become an important listen, not only for the power of a good quality control process, but how the coronavirus weaved into this conversation. You never thought that quality control would be cool. And now it is a hot topic, right? Because we've been promoting it. We've been doing Facebook posts on our quality control, wiping down your vehicle and all that for, for some time now, right? Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hello, friend. It's Carm Capriato, the Aftermarket Podcast Guy, with your weekly Town Hall Academy a Summit for the Forever Aftermarket Student. Now, I've made a move to link every episode or CarmCast that we do that has a COVID-19 link or connection directly on my homepage. I'll keep it up there for the foreseeable future as the pandemic unfolds. We are in constant motion here, delivering important aftermarket talk. And I also included links to the CDC and OSHA for you. Hey, if you don't yet value this pure form of audio aftermarket wisdom, just think about the talk radio that you listen to. What we do here is bring specific aftermarket acumen to you on demand, free and available 24-7. This is pure aftermarket networking at your pace. Hey, the Town Hall Academy, proud to partner with Shopware. Now, if you haven't thought about your management software this year It's probably time. Shopware Shop Management is transforming the way shops like yours do business by giving you tools to increase your sales while delighting your customers. Go to shop-ware.com for all the details. Hey, you know that my love of audio and my passion to change the lives of others is what drives every podcast as we deepen the connection with you to help make a difference in your business and your life. To expand upon the podcast ecosystem, please sign up for my newsletter and join me on social media. In this episode, I'm joined by Chris Clodier, Golden Rule Auto Care and CEO of Autotex.me. Tom Hams here, Autocentric Grand Rapids, Michigan and Automotive Management Network. And Frank Scandura from Frank's European Las Vegas. This team has strong final inspection QC quality control practices. They share why they do it, what they've learned, mostly that we are human and we make mistakes, which is the strongest reason for a good final QC process. And we also spice this conversation with the practices in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. Hey, there's no need to take notes. Now, if you want them, go to remarkableresults.biz slash A164. It's on my website. On the show notes page, find my guests' bios, links to their previous episodes, and also, also the list that Chris Clodier offered are linked there on the show page. We're going to talk final inspection, quality control, may have absolutely something to do with uh, with what we're talking about here for the, for the COVID-19. But I do want to thank so many of the coaches, the coaching companies, the independent coaches, shop owners, many people in the industry for getting on and talking about this. Uh, there's it's, This is no time at all to go this alone. Uh, I think you need to reach out to your peer 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 network. If you don't have a peer network, shame on you. It's probably time to start. And so you need to listen to yesterday's episode, Town Hall Academy from last Friday, number 163, Making Your Competitor Your Friend. More important than ever, 
And, uh, and, I, and I want you to listen to that, and I want you to turn the tide on your own self if you think you could go through this alone. I also believe, and I said it earlier before we turn on the mics, that we need to become a transportation hub of our community. Uh, we need to reach out to every senior citizen home, every food pantry, and say, listen, if something shuts down in the middle of the road, we're here for you. Just call us. But I wouldn't mind my panel chiming in on anything that maybe we have to say about COVID in your experience or your particular take on this. I want to welcome Chris Clodier, Golden Rule Auto Care, CEO of Autotex.me, Tom Ham from Autocentric Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Frank Scandura is here from Frank's European in Las Vegas. Uh, this was planned. I think it's actually ironic that we're going to talk about quality controls and final inspections. When I think about so many of the discussions that we've had, that I've seen about people wanting to pick themselves up and, and relearn how to do business because of this, because they're going to have to, I go back to the 745 content uh, podcast library, and there isn't anything we probably haven't covered. And my friends have been on here before doing so many of us pa- paying the wisdom forward. So I, I thank you guys for helping, and maybe someone can partake in a great lesson that, that you had here on the podcast. Hey guys, before we jump into final inspection QC, any any great wisdom you'd love to partake on our current crisis? Make a plan. I'll jump in. Um, I, I, I got to say this. If, if you have not been spending the last couple nights making plans for the next couple of days, for the next couple of weeks, for the next couple of months, Start doing that now. What is what is your payroll? What are your expenses you can cut? What are some loans potentially you can go take out? Can you spend other people's money right now? How much cash do you have in the bank? How much payroll are you spending? How much time do you have, right? I think now's the time we all need to have disaster plans. Uh, I know you've talked a lot about keeping active and you know, taking customers and, and, and you know, reaching out to them and letting them know that you can be remote. Um, and that's great. I think that word's got out. I think you've done a good job of that, Carm. I think now as business owners and as leaders, we need to be putting these plans into place. Um, we're small business owners. Uh, we need to know when we need to let go people. I mean, that, that's hard. It needs to be on your plan. How much cash before you're going to have to start letting go people? You don't want to let everybody go at the same time and close your doors. That's not a good plan. I think you need to have rounds. I think you need to have a timeline and do the best you can with the information you have. And if that plan changes daily, that plan changes daily. And it will until we know what the bottom of this thing is. But my biggest advice right now is put your start putting pen to paper and start making your plan. That's I think it's critical right now. Thanks, Chris. I'm I'm a yellow pad kind of guy. Calculator, yellow pad, and pen. And no matter what thought you have, you write it down. See, there you go, Frank. You can't you cannot go this alone. It cannot be if vapor. You have to take vapor and ideas and thoughts and you have to put it on paper and you have to figure out how to put a number to many of the ideas. Thanks for bringing that up, Chris. Uh, Part of our dialogue on Thursday with Hunt Demarest was, everyone has said this, cash is king and it's going to run out if the top line doesn't continue to be strong. And you have to have two columns. It goes back to uh, to the yellow pad. What do I have to pay and what can I not have to pay or, or reserve and, and hold. And if you, if, you, if you thought that, but you never really wrote it down, you never, you never created a solid plan and shared it with your team and your people, your vendors, your, your creditors, then, then you're, 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 it's going to come up, climb up to the top of your head, and it's going to smack you, and you're going to get hurt for it. 
Frank, anything? Yeah, it's early too. So um, as leaders, we have got to remain focused and we've got to remain calm. Um, and it's so easy to get triggered, right? And I don't, I don't usually get triggered. I'm the guy who's cool, calm, and collected. And this morning, my wife's online looking for hand sanitizer because she really likes the idea. Let me get some more bottles out. Let me do this. Let me do that. Give me, you know, everybody in the shop should have something. And she's ratcheting off all the sites that don't have it, don't have it, don't have it, don't have it. And then it just kind of got me ratcheted up a little bit. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got to, I've got to reel this in. I've got to get focused, stay strong. I've got to not only lead my company, I've got to lead my family, right? So I'm kind of the patriarch of the family. And uh, it, we just have to focus on what we can control. There's so much we can't control, but we have to focus on what we can control. Chris, you are 100% right. Carm, you're 100% right. I told my wife yesterday, as of right now, we are paying zero bills. Right now, it's zero. And day by day, we'll make those decisions. Uh you know, we've gone from being grossly overbooked to just at shop capacity within a few days. So, you know, and what happens next week? So we have to just hold our breath and watch what's happening, reach out to our customers, and then just be prepared. As a consumer, what I would want to know from my shop, uh, for example, I'm in New York State, there's inspections due, you've got to get them done within a certain time frame. If I go to my shop, how comfortable am I going to be? Even if I dropped it off touchless, but when I picked it up, I think there needs to be a level of assurance that goes out, like you said, Chris, to every email, Tom, you, you know, you want to speak to people, you know, maybe directly on the phone, but that's a message of um, how it is that we do what we do and how we're going to keep your vehicle safe. Uh, thank you for that. And by the way, I agree with you, Frank, the, the logical mind has to rule, not the anxious mind. Okay. Absolutely positive on that. Tom, any, any words before we start? I think we're going to really need to be positive. Uh, it's way too easy to get caught in the negative. And, and I think we can also look at how can we, and it, it sounds weird unless you put it in context, how can we maximize sales uh, during this? Because everybody would agree if the cars are fixed, customers better off, employees are better off, shop is better off. And so how would we adjust under any other uh, seasonal situation you mentioned getting buried in snow or or, or maybe somewhere there's a hurricane or whatever. So how do you maximize your sales during that, uh, during that thing? You adjust your marketing, you adjust everything that you do and, and see, you know, set the appropriate goals and let's see what we can do. Uh, any situation, there's lots of opportunity and there's going to be lots of opportunity here. And the, uh, also, if we look ahead a little bit, when we come out the other side of this, there's going to be so many positive things that will happen in this country. It's a huge list of positive things, positive results we're going to get from this. Everybody will. For sure, we're going to do business differently, right, Chris? I just want to add, look, the strength of the small business is we're, we're small business. We can change. We can change in a minute. The, I think one of the downfalls of small businesses, we don't realize that. And we continue to do things, rinse, repeat over and over, and we don't make adjustments. I mean, I sell software in the industry, right? And I could tell you there's a lot of shops that didn't change. I love what Danny Sanchez said uh, uh, in one of your things. And he said, look, a lot of these changes you should have already made. You know, you should have already been digital. I mean, Frank's been digital for a long time. You know, Tom, we're, we're, we're you know, we're, we're promoting online. We've been marketing. We understand the Facebook. We... You know, and, and it, it kind of stinks for a lot of the shop owners that are behind 
But hopefully the, the wake-up call is, man, you can change and you better change. And you better realize over these next couple of weeks, your power is the ability to change, adjust. You don't have 14 levels of executive BS and minutia you have to go through. You have yourself. And, yeah. and you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to pay attention. You're going to have to get with your peer groups. But I, I just want to stress that ability to change and, and, and know that you've got to change. Don't, don't, don't make your plan is I'm going to go and tell all my cash runs out and I'm going to close the doors. That's a bad idea. I think with Tom, <laughs> what Tom's saying is we can weather the storm. Man, well, there's going to be good stuff on the backside if we can survive. Right. You know, we, we could really see some of the evidence of some of the things that we worked on over the years. You know, so far we're uh, business is down, but I mean they're doing okay. There's 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 not a, a big change, and I, I I don't know. I almost feel guilty. I'm sitting down here, and and my my the only thing that has changed in our lives is we're not going to restaurants. But this is how we normally live down here. <laughs> it's just a normal day, and we can still boat and bike and swim, and uh, we can still do all the stuff we normally do. And also from the business standpoint, we have completely debt free business with uh, uh, stuff that's stored away in a variety of forms. We really haven't changed anything and, and we're not planning to change much of anything other than our marketing is our only plan at this point is to adjust the marketing to fit what's going on. Well, you may just be an exception to the rule. I'm happy for you. Um, thank you for this preamble. I think I'm going to leave it into the episode so that when someone listens to this a year later, they're going to say, God, listen to the panic. Listen to the panic. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, to tell you the truth, it is important that we we do this and we say this. By the way, uh, some great advice to you uh, if you've got the right advisors in your company, attorneys, you know, and you have a, a really good accountant. You need to be in touch with your accountant because of the family's first coronavirus response act and that thing is coming on april 2nd 500 or fewer employees about paid sick leave fmla expansion and tax credits we're not talking about it we're not the experts but again it's that awareness thing you have to know that it's there it is going to affect you and it may give you some relief in trying to keep a gainful employment or give some people some time off uh fmla was always really important uh, it may have been updated to 50 or more employees. Oh, 50 or more? Yeah, it went from 500 to fewer to 50 or more. So this is why it's important to talk to your advisors and know the, the facts. Yes. And again, we are not experts on anything here. I, I want to warn you all. So please don't go and say, Carm said, Chris said, Frank said, or Tom said. <laughs> Okay, we're, we're just here, hopefully, like, you know, Chris's opening to motivate you, yes. maybe finally do some of the things that you had not done and to reinvent you in your business, protect your family, your people, your customers, your business. Hey, Carm here, and I bet you think of your shop management system every day and wonder if it's time to make an important change, a change to a modern, efficient, and powerful system. Now, instead of thinking about your old system, I want you to consider shopware a comprehensive cloud-powered shop management system that gives your customers an end-to-end -end digital experience that will help you sell more services while making your customers happier. And who doesn't want happier customers? In a study of work orders written and shared on Shopware, sharing the digital work order with your customer generated a 12% increase in their likelihood to buy. Now, that translates to additional sales in your business. And with Shopware's proprietary parts GP optimizer, you can boost your parts margin with the click of a button and leave behind the pain of managing an old parts matrix. Put solid gross margin dollars back in your business because Shopware 
puts huge computing power into making you successful. Now it's time. Make the switch to Shopware. Get a free live demonstration at shop-ware.com and find out how you can make more money from happier customers. We're here to talk about final inspections, quality controls, and uh, that may change on the other side. Like you said, Tom, uh, when we get this behind us, maybe more of our service professionals are going to say, we got to do this. So, Chris, the purpose of uh, final quality control, I know you do it. Why? I've been preaching it for a long time, and I think it's delivering the car in better shape than it came in. I think that that is the goal of final quality control. Um, and I, I think that a lot of times we make an excuse that we don't have the time, uh, that well, now we have the time. So there should be no excuse on time right now about final quality control, especially. So for us in this crisis, it's kind of interesting, right? We've been doing final quality controls on vehicles for years now, and we've been wiping them down. We've been checking to make sure that all the work was done on them. We've been making sure that the tickets were complete on everything. So for us, the habit's already been created. Now we're just adding disinfectant and some other things in the final quality control process that we've had. So I'm going back to, yeah, you know, if you've heard final quality control, this is the time to do it, especially now. So hopefully the good thing out of this is we're going to have a lot more people doing final quality control and making sure that their cars that get delivered are in better shape than what they came in. Because I think that's, I'm going to tell you, I sat in rooms of owners and I've heard that, you know, we're not going to check. We don't need to check our guys' works because they're going to get their feelings hurt. Or, you know, it's going to take too long. And I'm like, look, it, it's, it's cheaper to lose a, a or it's, 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 it's more expensive to go get a new customer than lose an existing. And you, you leave on that chicken check engine light or that oil change light enough, five times, they're not coming back. I got to jump in on that. Uh, I don't want to hurt my guy's feelings. Let me, let me just get this off my chest. What a poor leader. Yes. I mean, that's all I can say. I, I don't. I don't want to disrupt the apple cart. I don't want. People I, I, I'm going to let Tom do that. I'm, I'm going to use the one quote from. I think it was uh, Steve Jobs. I forget which one it is, but it says, "If you want people to like you, sell ice, sell cream. ice cream." Bingo. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Listen, I just coached a guy in Arizona who um, was checking the work, not because he wanted to make sure the final product was leaving correctly, but because he wasn't trusting his guys to do the job the way he thought it was going to be done. And he used it as a, look what you did wrong. Look what you did wrong. Look what you did wrong. That destroys morale, right? My goal is not to point out what you did wrong, but until I stop making mistakes, will I expect the people around me to stop making mistakes? We're human. We're going to make mistakes. Our job is to make sure we've taken all the steps necessary to prevent those mistakes from hitting the street because there's nothing worse than a customer quality controlling their vehicle and finding a problem. So here's an example. Yesterday, we forgot to take pictures under the hood for the last two or three visits on this car. So when a customer goes, let me look at my new shiny alternator. Hey, where's my emblem off my air cleaner? That was there before. You know what? Everybody in the building knew it wasn't there. Nobody paid any attention to it. Nobody bothered to take a picture. Nobody bothered to recommend the $900 air cleaner cover on his Mercedes. Shame on us. And those are the little things. We're not talking about major problems. Little things to bring to the attention of the customer that makes all the difference in the world in the final product. <clears throat> Amen. Well, and that list is uh, that list is going to be a little bit different at every shop too. Uh, you can have somewhat of a uni universal list, but it really needs to be customized to your shop. I was looking at uh, a 
Chris's list. And, and uh, you look at some things on there and you think, well, we never have that issue. And, and, and they, I'm sure people looked at our list and said, well, there's some silly stuff on there. We never had that issue. And you probably don't because it, what you want to do is, is, you know, somebody, and we don't have this on ours, but I, somebody might have a list that, that, that says, uh, uh, make sure the hood is securely latched. You think, well, that's, that's pretty obvious. Uh, but if you happen to be at a shop where the hoods came loose three times in the last year, you probably need to add that to your list because for whatever reason, your shop is snake bit with hoods. And so you need to have that on your list. Uh, and, you know, it's back to say if we do things over and over. So what we try to do is anytime there's some kind of a significant issue, what can we change in our processes, whether that be a quality control checklist or, or intake checklist, whatever, what can we change somewhere in the processes to reduce the odds of that happening again? So that that's, I do a lot of that. I systems control and, and just how can we, how can we, uh, pre- prevention, how can we prevent fires? You know, those, those are great stories because you have, you, everyone has these great stories like the emblem issue uh, that, that comes up and you say, this is never going to happen to us again, added to the, to the QC list. And when you look at a friend's list, he says, what the hell is that there for? Because we're prone to that. And and here's the value of having a disciplined list. Like you say, Chris, we could say that, hey, remember next time we're always going to check that and it becomes vapor. It just because it it, it works for three days and then it goes away. I'm going to tell you, Andy Bizup, and I know he's listening right now and he's a fellow shop owner and he's got some shops open and, and he is in Dallas. Now I moved to Dallas and he took his daughter's Jeep to my shop. And I'm like, make sure you, you, hey, this is another owner. I got to impress him. He, we go to lunch and he goes, Chris, I got to tell you something. I'm like, oh, no. And he goes, don't take this the wrong way. But as soon as I got my daughter's Jeep back, we had to stop the gas station because the PSI light came on. And I'm like, no, it's on the list. So I went back to my guys and not to Frank's point. I didn't say, y'all all. You know, in, in the Thompson, I was like, guys, we need to be checking the things on the list. And they're like, well, because they'll, you know, deflate the tires when it's high Jeep and, and work on the engine stuff. But I said, it's not an excuse. We should have, you know, driven this thing and made sure that the PSI, well, we did drive it and blah, blah. So, you know, I, so that's my story is, yeah, fellow shop owner. And I, and I, and I, and I told Andy, well, lunch is on me today. <laughs> Very cool. It's that whole human factor that you just brought up, Chris. What you're saying is you could have the greatest systems and processes and procedures. Things are still going to leak. And yeah, and, and the, the human uh, who said, now nah, we're not testing that today. Now, I'd love to know, Chris, do you have a, a is this digital? I have a digital final quality control. Yes. And uh, was I that do. button, was that checkmarked? Was that green or not? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, you can pistol whip those sheets as well or, or pencil whip those as well as you can the inspection. I mean, look, human nature is human nature. Path of least resistance. Hey, the form's filled out. Um, we spot check everything. I mean, we have like a, I learned this from Cecil, a birth to death where we do ticket audits from the time that they're created till the time that they're closed. And we go through all that and we spot check it. But, you know, you can't you know, necessarily see that somebody did or didn't check air and tires, right? You're assuming they did because they deflated them. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, they can pencil whoop those two, Carm. Do we set the bar too low, Tom, on QCs? I think that we can be too lenient. I think that we can not demand enough 
and this ties into a lot of other things in the industry right now. You know, technicians, you know, we, we, we want to be paid more. We want to be paid what we're worth. We want to be paid like we're a professional. Okay. Part of this ties right back into that. Part of being that professional is having a professional checklist and making sure you do it right every time. If you want to be paid like Bubba, then work like Bubba. You know, I, work where Bubba works. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, and it all goes together. And I, I do think we're too, and, and I'm, I'm not talking about being a, 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 a mean boss type thing, but I, I, sometimes I think that we don't expect enough, uh, especially in this industry, is, is what, we, what we let the employees do and, and, uh, and, and what we don't expect them to do. We set our expectations too low. And I think we need to uh, uh, sit down with them, discuss what's reasonable, and then and have everybody live up to them as a team. I see too many people that I, I think, boy, I mean, you know, uh, the way you're everything from talking, you're presenting yourself to doing your job, it could be better than that. So. No, Tom, I didn't want to fire everybody in the shop. Don't get me wrong. a <laughs> boy. We get that way. Listen, that's, and that's the truth of it. We catch 90%. We're, you know, QC, I think, is you're going to catch a lot. But, but we need to realize even the QCer is human, right? Yeah. So, so if you well, sure. catch 95% of what goes through, then that's 95% that the customer didn't, to, to Frank's point, that they didn't catch. And that's important, right? You don't want your customer QCing their own car. There's a higher probability that something's going to be wrong in that situation. Well, and you bring up a really good point. And this is for the, for the people who are, are, are really, really super fussy, especially some of the shop owners who are perfectionists out there. And, and, you know, it's kind of risky to say it because uh, say, gee, don't tell my employees that. But, you know, I mean, if we can, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get 90, 95% of it. If you don't get 100% of it every time, you're never going to have employees who do because they're human. Yeah. So uh, what we don't want is 50% or 60%. Let's get it up there in a reasonable range. We don't expect perfection. That that's a good point. There isn't a shop owner listening to this that doesn't have um, that doesn't ha- feel pain in this discussion. So I'm listening to this. I'm feeling your pain. I know we can do better. How do we start? Good question. So you have to start by making a commitment. Why you're doing it? How are you going to do it? And get everybody involved. Get your team involved in the process. Ask them questions. Get their input. Because it's really easy for me. I'm a really great visionary. I could just sit back and go, hey, I've got a great idea. Let's, and then I go, blah, throw up on everybody's <laughs> desk, and then I walk away. Then I come back and say, well, how come you guys didn't do it? It was such a great idea. You were in agreement. Well, nobody knows you know, what to do, or they're afraid to tell me, hey, boss, that idea is going to cost us $10 million. That's why we're not going to do it. So you really have to get buy-in. You got to get everybody involved because then they are putting thought into it, and they're putting effort into it, and then they can say, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. And what I've learned in the last couple of weeks is you have to QC the QC because it's, it's like, yep, we're all going to do this. And then I'm going, and it's so gradual and so gentle. Okay. You know, I didn't put an all change sticker in that car last time. Nobody said anything. So nobody cares. So I don't need to do it anymore. Or I didn't reset the maintenance light. Nobody said anything. So nobody cares what I have to do it anymore. I didn't wipe my handprints off the air cleaner box. Nobody said anything. Nobody cares. I don't need to do it anymore. So that's why we have to really, and it helps hold us all to a different level of accountability to make sure we're doing the absolute best we can do. And that's, I'm here to do the best we can do. I want to be better today than I was yesterday. Not as good as I'll be by tomorrow. I need to understand it's a moving target too. I, I would expect your quality control checklist to be different six months or a year from now than it is today. Some things, maybe you'll find that 
can be removed from your list. And there's some other things that because of situations that happened had to be added to your list. I like to keep the list as short as possible. So I wouldn't start out with a real big one. I'd start out keeping it fairly simple and then let's add as the situation dictates. But you say, why would you delete things? Well, because sometimes you got things on that list because Larry's all the one that always goofed it up. Well, Larry ain't here no more. So we can take it off the list. You know how that goes. So uh, try to keep it simple, uh, adjust it, ask the techs, what do you think? And the advisors, we, we have three uh, We have three checklists. There's the tech, the manager, and the service advisor. They each have their own, and there's some duplication in there too. And it just, you go through all three, and they're all fairly short, but uh, they're all quality control at the end. And I, and I would say also, I know there's debate on who does it too. I want to chime in because I think what you guys said is fantastic. And, and Carm, I'll share some checklists. I'll share my checklist. I always like to share. So uh, Thanks, what I have, I, I have a digital one, but I have some printed ones that, okay. that I'll share. And I agree with Tom, like keep it easy. And then I agree with Frank, you got to measure, right? Anything you measure, you can manage. But if you're not measuring what the, you know, what, what your success rate of QC is, then it becomes a, a secondary thought. I would also say in picking the person who's your QC champion, I personally, I've heard of shops picking technicians and, and maybe your general service. I like my service writers to do the QC. And the reason is, is they're the ones who feel the pain of the customer coming back through the door. The, the customer never comes back five minutes later to tell you, good job. Man, my car won't start. Man, my battery. Why is, there, why is there grease print? And they're the ones who feel the pain. The technician doesn't feel the pain, right? They're, they've got that wall that separates them from the customer. So I like the person who's in direct you know, relation to the pain to go do that QC because I know they're going to do a more thorough job and make sure that customer's happy when they pick up that car and go get it. Yep. So I, that would be my suggestion on, on person. Now, once again, I know shops that have the general service people do it, and that's great. But realize people change, in my opinion, for two reasons. Vision, which Frank understands like me. It's hard to sell vision, especially when you want to spend $10 million to send a rocket ship <coughs> in space. And they tell you no, or pain. People change through pain. So make it painful, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, and I have a dedicated quality control person. and. That's my current business model, and that could change in the next few weeks. But he's got service advisor experience. He's got light mechanical experience. He, and, and it's important somebody who knows that hmm, this car's got a vibration. I don't know if it's related to what we did or not, but somebody needs to tell the customer, we noticed the vibration. Do you want us to check it? Nobody's in trouble. It's not a big deal. Let's not let the cars go without making every effort to make it better. I have found in more cases than not, when I do that, and the customer goes, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Can you check it? Because you know what? I drove it on the freeway. Maybe they only remember when they go out of town. So it, it's important to find somebody who's got that seat of the pants feel, make sure that it's better out the door than it was in the door. Every car, every time has got to be checked. You can't. It's, you know what it is? It's, it's just so competitive anymore. If you want to be an average repair shop, I don't think we're going to weather this storm. We need to be above average. We need to be exceptional. We need to be doing way more than what's expected. I've, that's the way I've always run my business. I, I contribute it to my success, but I don't think mediocrity, mediocrity is going to cut it anymore. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to uh, just tag on to what you said, and, and you mentioned the every time thing. I think that that's one of the most uh, one of the more difficult 
concepts to get through to a lot of uh, shop owners, managers or whatever. Every time does mean every time. Often that's applied to stuff like uh, uh, where you're doing the uh, general inspection on the vehicle to find maintenance, do et cetera, et cetera. And, and you, you talk too many shops that, you know, what about the, uh, uh, you know, initial courtesy inspection? Do you do, do you do that? Oh yeah, we have one. Do you, you do it on every car? Most cars. <laughs> so here we go. As soon as you do it on most cars, it's junk. And just like uh, Frank said, there was the quality thing. If you do it on most cars, it's junk. It, it can't, you cannot start being relative and, and judging, make it subjective when we do it, when we don't do it. It has to be per- every time, period. And some of the times it almost may seem silly, but you have to do it so it gets done correctly and it has to be a habit that everybody follows. I, I want to chime in because I agree. Any car that comes in our bays that has a ticket, it's getting QC'd, right? And and when we first started this process, another good story, I can remember we were like, oh, you know, cars, we just do inspection. If they don't buy the work, we're not going to do it. Well, the back didn't really know that the front wasn't really. And we were like, no, we're not going to go QC this car that got parked because the customer was going to come get it. Well, guess what? There was a rope that tied down the hood. Well, the technician thought that we're going to go back and QC it. So he didn't tie it down because he thought if he tied it down, then it's going to cause issue for the QC person and they're going to have to untie it. So left it untied. That customer got in the car, drove down the road and we ended up buying a new hood. So after that, we said every car, any car we touch, every car should have a ticket, whether it comes for a courtesy inspection or not. If it comes in our base, it's got to have a ticket. Every car that has a ticket needs a quality control process. Well, it's, you know, quick look over quick, you know, a couple minutes, check everything out, but it has to be done. You know, with all the things going on today, not quality control and just all, everything from liability to everything else, you make a good point. Every car should get an RO and people are worried, well, then we get zero ROs and they mess up this and all that. But we can compensate somehow, but every car needs an RO. So it says, well, it was out in the parking lot. We went out there and put a taillight in it. Are you going to bill for it? Yeah. Uh, well, I need an RO. <laughs> you can take those uh, out of the everything. average. Yep. yep. Everything has to have an RO. Uh, they all have to be included in that That. You know, comebacks, we're going to recheck this or whatever. I need an RO. Always need an RO. Listen, it's part of the averages. It's called average repair order because I'm averaging all the repair orders. As soon as I give you license to select the ones you don't want counted, then there's no more accountability. It's the average. I don't care. It's just... I want you to go out there and put that light bulb in and only charge the customer for the price of the bulb. I would like that. It's a $29 bulb, whatever, a headlight bulb or whatever. Tail light bulb, I'm going to give them. But it's an average, and it's a real average. So let's work with what we've got and stop trying to kink the system because as soon as you let them kink, repair our averages, then they're always looking for that loophole in the next thing. It, unless it's a 20-group meeting, Frank, and I might <laughs> skew my numbers a little. So. <laughs> Shame on you guys. I know. I'm the sandbagger in the group. You know that, right? Everybody's like, why are Chris's numbers so good? Because I'm like, well, I'm kind of changing my average a little. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh, boy. I, the other guy does it. I, I don't. <laughs> I just want the audience to know that the longer I get these guys to talk, the more honest this whole thing gets. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Hey, let's end this thing by bringing on that whole sanitizing thing here near the end, uh, because I'm sure you've gotten your team together and said, hey, we've got good QC processes. Hopefully we've taught the industry to get off your best intention and get this thing going. But you've got to add the sanitizing piece so that when I get in the car, 
I don't have to wrap myself with shrink wrap to get back in it as the consumer. We t- we're taking this very seriously, right? And it's a little difficult for us in the automotive industry because we're still open. We still got people coming and going. So we have, to, for me, I've got to really think if I was at home, if my job locked me down, what would I be doing differently? So hand sanitizers, uh, disinfectants, everybody's wearing gloves, putting sterile covers on in a couple steps we hadn't taken before. Customer hands us a key, gloves go on, sanitizer, we're wiping the key down because I've got to give that to two or three more people. Um, wiping down the steering wheels. And every time a customer leaves, the counters are all getting wiped down. These are things we never thought of before that we're doing visibly in front of people. We need them to understand we're taking this seriously. We're doing what we can to take steps to protect not only my team, but our clients. So, um, we're, And we're being very, very vocal and very visual about it. Yeah, we're, we're also, uh, which I haven't heard anybody mention yet, I mean, just in gen- not just today, but just in general, we, we're wiping it down when the car gets there. Yes. Yep. Before we ever start on it, we have the technician wipe it down, uh, and he's wearing, uh, we have more nitrile gloves all the time now, uh, and, and let's clean it just uh, initially, and then we'll do a, a, a real thorough one when it leaves. And we, we took a video. We just had uh, uh, a guy who does uh, most of the cleaning. Uh, the final cleaning. It's about two minutes long. And uh, the other guy took, uh, you know, his camera phone, went out there and just, uh, it's not exactly exciting. It's just wiping down all the things that a driver would touch. And uh, and then we posted on our Facebook page and uh, people actually watch it. I mean, <laughs> you know, and uh, so it's just showing people. Uh, we're uh, uh, making it clear to people that if, if, you know, if you're worried about it or, or maybe you don't feel you're safe getting out of the house, we'll come to your house. Uh, just give us the, you know, the combination or whatever for the garage door, which you can change instantly nowadays. We'll go in there, wipe it down, take the car. You never have to leave your computer, really. And we'll take care of the service. We'll discuss it with you all online. We'll do payment online. We'll put it back in the garage and you're all good to go. And I mean, how, how clean could you be? How much more clean could it be? So... Uh, telling people that we offer that kind of thing. And, and you know, we've been promoting, and it's funny, you, you never thought that quality control would be cool. And now <laughs> it is a hot topic, right? Because we've been promoting it. We've been doing Facebook posts on our quality control, wiping down your vehicle and all that for, for some time now, right? Um, but I would agree that 100%, you're doing it, make sure your customer knows that you're doing it. Now's the time to make that quick video. I've seen a bunch of good videos of, of a bunch of shops doing that because people are scared right now, right? So make sure that you're relieving some of that fear and letting yeah. them know that, hey, I love the whole digital, you know, a lot of us are set up for this perfectly. Hey, drop off, pick up, we can come get it. We don't have to see you and we're keeping clean. So I think that just promoting that religiously right now to, to, you know, to alleviate some of the fear because everybody's scared right now. I mean, I know Carmen, you said the first couple minutes was, uh, 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 you know, I was talking about the, the, you know, I don't think it was fear. I, I think a lot of us are, you know, we're, we're, I, I'm a believer. So I'm you know looking for the Lord for guidance and, and strength to guide my team. Right. But Frank said it best. We need to stay focused. Right. We, we, we are the leaders. We need to do what we can. So, you know, we're, we have a flock, and our flock is the people that we service. Their cars, yes. not just our, you know, our employees. We need to make sure they're wearing gloves and everything else. But you know, people are concerned in our, our communities, and if we can fix their car, and we can alleviate some of that fear, I think that's a great thing right now. 
we need to, and I'm going to do this after this meeting, I'm going to have a shop meeting unscheduled because I forgot to ask my team, are you afraid? Do you need anything? Can I help you? Uh, do you want to be self-quarantined? I don't know. So we're going to be asking that question today after after this broadcast. That's exactly what I was going to ask, Frank, of everyone, based on the concern of your people, their extended families, of course. Hey, are you sure you should be going to work? What are they doing? And so, you know, if we could just close the assurance that you're providing your team and their family that you're going to absolutely minimize any risk to COVID-19 that could come in the door. We, we actually had discussion on that uh, this morning. What we do is, you know, we talk about the quality control checklist and so, uh, you're going to come up with a lot of stuff that, boy, we really don't want to add that to a checklist, but we do want to make the point. It's kind of the in-betweener stuff. So what we do is we put that on various Slack channels. Uh, we put something on there this morning, make sure the when parts come in, they have to be wiped down, disinfectant, uh, everything, any kind of delivery, cardboard boxes. If you can grab them gloves, you can set them aside, let them set for 24 hours. After 24 hours, they should be okay. This is some of the stuff we've been researching, but just all that kind of stuff. Uh, and as far as the employees, uh, as soon as we've had a pretty good handle on it, we post on the Slack channel that, uh, and I'm seeing this pretty much in all 50 states, uh, you know, somebody's going to find an exception, but auto repair, auto parts are considered essential services. Yeah, uh, in pretty much everywhere. So you can tell your employees that uh, you know anything's possible, but odds are pretty good you're going to be working through this whole deal. As am I. We're all going to be working if we're in this business. The parts store is going to keep delivering. So our little world is probably going to continue on more normal than a lot of people's world. But your risk is higher to protect all these outside. You don't know where that part came from and, and who touched it with or without gloves and sanitizing. So it, your point is so well taken. And Chris uh, and Frank, uh, you probably absolutely agree. There isn't anything that could enter your four walls, your, your domain that doesn't need to be looked at. That's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Everything, everything is suspect in a way. What about a team member uh, overnight decided him and his wife were going to go out to do takeout at a place, but they maybe didn't take a precaution. When they come in the door, says, hey, where were you? What's going on? We should, what should I know? Yeah. Look, I, I, I personally, I don't, I mean, this is hard, right? It, it, I, I've told, we had our employee meeting, uh, all the hands employee meeting last Saturday. And I told everybody, look, here's our goals. We want to keep our doors open and we want to keep everybody employed. That, that's our main goals, right? And if that means consolidating down to one shop, if that means doing rotating 14-day schedules, if that means that me and my brother are the only ones there because I've got to keep it open, then I'm keep, we're, we're keeping it open, right? And, but, you know, if you have, you know, we had some guys that say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. Talk to me. And if you need to take some time or if somebody gets sick, stay home. If you need to take some time off, stay home. Like... I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. I'm not saying we're in complete survival mode right now, but I'm saying, bottom line, I got to keep the doors open. I need to keep cars in it. And that's what I told everybody. I, we, we, I can't shut down. It's just, you know, it's not possible. It, it, hopefully, it's not probable either. Right. Uh, I guess it is possible. Hopefully, it's not probable. Well, yes. the, for the shop owner out there that really is terrified, the, the, this kind of, you know, uh, Think, sometimes you have to do things that aren't very easy. I mean, people ask me for the ultimate marketing thing. The ultimate marketing thing, probably not right now, but is, is to go door to door and tell people you want to fix your car. But 
a lot of people won't do it. But now we're in a situation too. If you adjust your marketing and you you call your customers and explain to them everything that's going on from, from the cleaning to the process to the fact that you're open uh, to the idea that you might want to bring your car in now and get it fixed because we could have parts shortages later on and we could have parts prices go way up later on. And when this is all over, there's going to be a huge rush of people all coming in. So now would really be a great time to bring that car in. Let us take care of it. We'll do it in a sterile way. So I, I think if you're aggressive in, in a, uh, you know, in, in a, a nice aggressive way and you communicate with your customers, I'll almost bet you're going to get some reports of some people saying my business is up because we went out and did this and we actually have all kinds of customers who, who normally are at work and their cars are all set at home and they're all in my parking lot now. Be aggressive, go after, be positive, not, not fake positive, but be real positive today. Boy, if there's ever a time to be positive, here we go. I haven't done this, this uh, level of stuff in 80 years and I, I, I'm not quite as old as Frank, so I don't remember it, but Nice try. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you for that. Uh, wow. Um, great stuff. I so appreciate uh, where we went with this in, in your open dialogue and and how pointed you were with our audience. My friend Andy Bizzab, who we mentioned earlier, says dealers in our area laid off about 50% of their techs. You can be sure my techs were made uh, aware of that. So uh, it's already starting. Uh, let's not have it happen to you, the uh, the aftermarket that owns 70% of the out-of-warranty uh, vehicle work in, in our country. Let's be smart. Let's be safe. Let's protect our people, um, our customers, our family. And uh, I guess like Chris says, listen, if someone has an issue, work it out with them and, and respect it and, and, and figure out how to move on. Wow. Uh, Chris Clodier, Golden Rule Auto Care, autotex.me. Tom Ham, Autocentric Grand Rapids, Michigan. Automotive Management Network also. And Frank Scandura from Frank European in Las Vegas. Guys, final inspection, QC, the COVID-19 pandemic. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 